What's going on, everyone, and welcome to episode number 105 of TXR, the Xbox Roundtable, a place to kick back, relax, and just pop a cold one and listen to the Emerald Ensemble talk. I am your host, Invader, and I'm raring to kick off tonight's horror show. Definitely a lot to discuss from the world of gaming. And you know what? Like, the industry is just jam-packed full of topics. Been a crazy week. But first, let me introduce tonight's spooky panel. Jeremy, how you been, bud? Good, man. We have Wi-Fi. We finally have Wi-Fi. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we definitely missed you last week, and we're glad to have you back. Next up, Cujo. I mean, sorry, Tim Dog. Ready to talk games, my friend? Yeah, Halloween! I'm <laughs> searching <laughs> a pattern here. I went to an actual haunted house in Virginia City. It's about 14 miles from Ennis. And they did a really good job. It was great. But you said uh, 14 miles from what? Penna? Penna? From Ennis. 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 They did a great Somebody job. Uranus? too good too good megatron excited to talk games tonight my friend definitely definitely a lot of big stuff came out in recent uh days so um yeah let's go yeah actually let's talk pussy i mean cats black pussy (laughs) (laughs) all right he's not kidding either folks He's not even kidding. Cats. Come on, he's, you guys. He's talking about a feline <laughs> that I own that are, that's been tugging at my cords. <laughs> that's not a euphemism either. I don't know, guys. Getting getting spicy. All right, Southie, how's things on the west side? Everything's beautiful, my friend. How how about you? How's everybody doing? I missed you guys last week. I'd say everybody's doing pretty well. How's everybody in the chat doing? Uh, We got people uh, just coming in. Shizno Elite, Midway 7 Monster, thanks for joining us, everyone. Centurion, you looking forward to tonight's show? Oh, definitely. Been looking forward to TXR all week. And uh, it's okay, Megatron. Cats pull on my uh, heartstrings, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Enough enough about cats. All right. (laughs) And we're just waiting for Shock. He may not be able to join us this evening, but we still got a full crew and a jam-packed show. So let's get into tonight's first topic, fellas. And Obsidian's The Outer Worlds is finally out now. You know, I've been hearing generally good things about the game. It's also been reviewing really well with Metacritic sitting at, well, let's see, the Xbox One's at 85, PS4 is 86, and PC's at 82. So overall... Some pretty favorable numbers here, and I'm working my way through it now. And I know a few other panel members have been too. Guys, what are your thoughts and impressions on the game so far? Do you think that Microsoft have a gem on their hands? Well, I'm actually too early into the game, I'm probably about two hours into it, but and I also can't give it a complete review right now. But the game's great, you know, it's very polished, it's a solid action RPG, you know, for Xbox. PlayStation and uh, PC. Um, what I really liked and enjoy about the game is, you know, the, the the world's pretty realized. I mean, it's it's between these characters, the settings, and options. It's actually really a really w- realized world. Um, it's, it's really fleshed out, huh? 
Yeah, it is actually. Obsidian's known for that, and they're known for like, <clears throat> you know, their writings in game, which is apparent in like their characters and dialogue. Uh, but I don't want to ruin anything for the players. Hey, but. Hey, is it me or like the first person you come into when you get into the cave when you first start the game? Yeah. Don't you want to? I, 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 I literally wanted to call his ass a profligate. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're a Fallout fan, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah. like that, that's the first thing because that's the way they talk. It just reminded me of Fallout New Vegas like immediately. I couldn't get that out of my mind. But again, that's, I don't, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. But early on, you get like an access to the ship. And the AI in there is fucking hilarious. I was dying. It's hilarious. It's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty on the nose. Yeah, You're but two hours. Ada, Ada. Yeah. I oh yeah. Like, exactly. I haven't had the opportunity to play, unfortunately, because I was so tired from the work week that I fell asleep while it was on the title screen. So that's about as far <laughs> as I got. Sounds like so, me last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I definitely think it's a win for Xbox. It shows. What Obsidian is capable of, and especially next gen. But I think when yeah. Phil purchased Obsidian, uh, I think he's seen like the talent and portfolio that uh, they had. This is without like you know major funds for being a triple A studio. But I think in the end, he envisioned them being a powerhouse in the industry uh, to compete with the likes of like Bethesda and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think Obsidian is in a good spot. I think Xbox is gonna uh, in a good spot. Uh, obtaining obsidian and i think it's just an overall win uh-huh. well and- you know and it's funny you mentioned that because i was just talking to invader before we went on before everybody joined and like you know bring it back to fallout bethesda like it just seemed like like obsidian had like was that their original uh um what's it called the, their uh damn it, what the hell was i later what was that saying it was the same concept. um no well, not the concept but the the engine the same engine like was that their proprietary engine before uh, Bethesda got a hold of it? Because I mean, it's you could tell on. it's a Fallout engine. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely the Fallout engine. So I didn't know if if they took Bethesda's engine or it was vice versa. Well, I, I think it's Unreal Engine four, so it could be just very similar working. Like the tools that they use, right? Yeah, right. you could tell they, you could tell the same. You know what I mean? You know the same people oh, made yeah. the same games. This is definitely Fallout, and, and as people say, in outer space. Um, yeah, definitely. So for me, I'm about I'm about twelve hours in. Uh, I'm a level seven. I'm taking the game, uh, really. Uh, you know, taking it, doing everything, reading everything, listening to everything, and um, I have to say, like like Jeremy said, they they really uh, got themselves a good one here. I mean, to consider they did this with with uh, a pretty, you know, not a huge amount of people working on it. Um, probably there was a Kickstarter to begin with, and then private. Yeah, well, weren't they going bankrupt a couple of years ago? Yeah, they were in trouble. Um, yeah, this was crowdfunded, and then they got hooked mm-hmm. up with private division. Yeah. Well, so, ironically enough, they had issues with Microsoft too because they canceled. But way an back RPG. when, yeah, two thousand. Yeah. They were supposed to have a launch game for or or a game for the the new Xbox One. It fell mm-hmm. through. They had some hard times. This was kind of their rebirth, 
And, you know, now they're at like 215 people strong and they got funding from Microsoft. Yeah. And, and Xbox is really happy with obviously. Well, yeah. Isn't bonds. it funny? Because when, when, when there was rumors of, you know, the acquisitions and people would really, it was came, came out of left field because of the, the CEO or whoever was heading of uh, Obsidian was talking a lot of shit about Xbox prior to yes. them buying them, remember? Yeah, and so that's why it, it, it was a surprise because they're like, wait a minute, there was a lot of bad blood going back to what you're saying, Tim, about yeah. that game that was you know that was canceled. So, however, they overcame those. I guess you know, money cures all. I, I think they, I think they swifted out like the guy that was pissed off kind of left and like it kind of worked itself out where they got themselves, I guess, back into a working relationship. Um, but you know, people who were criticizing XO nineteen eighteen, you know, you have to realize when you have a, a, an announcement like this, and now you look at how it, it it came about. Now it's established IP that now Xbox owns. So Outer Worlds two is from via Matt Booty and and Microsoft is going to be just on an Xbox platform. So. You know, we keep complaining about games, 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 and now here you got another new IP that's added to uh, Xbox Game Studios, and I'm told that you know, uh, you know, this type of stuff just just wait because um, Microsoft's really behind these developers. They're really helping them. They're giving them a lot of money to do. A lot of things with not the biggest of teams. Well, but they're they're trying to do a thing. They're trying to do do it uh, with these smaller, you know, studios, AAA, you know, AAA type ideas, you know, within within a smaller studio. So uh, this is just a really good sign. And wouldn't you agree that Obsidian has the talent like Bethesda? Just yeah, you know, not the abundance of it. It just yeah, it's the same developer. people. It's like this. Right. Listen, this is the game is very similar to Fallout. You play that, you play this, and uh, this is just for me. It's more appealing because I just love like outer space stuff. Now, wasn't absolutely yeah. wasn't Obsidian the original creators of Fallout? I believe yep. so. Yeah. Yeah, and then they kind of hit the ground running with uh, Fallout New Vegas, which is considered one of the best Fallout titles, and. They wanted to continue making Fallout games, but obviously we could kind of see what Bethesda has done to the brand. That's a story for another moment. But um, definitely, so rather than trying to do another Fallout game, they wanted to take their love and create something their own. And uh, the only funding that I thought that Microsoft has put into the game is the actual marketing. They're not, they haven't been giving them money to create the game. They said they would pay for all the marketing. So if this is what they can do on their own. I can only imagine once they've got full access to mm -hmm. all the funding and resources that Microsoft can provide them. The game itself is amazing. Um, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, so I have only heard one other person related to this, but obviously there's a lot of hints from Fallout, and it reminds me a little bit of uh, Bioshock, but the mm -hmm. one, the I, one I agree. Showing I, hear, I hear a lot of that. Yeah. It I, is I like thought that too. It's like living the television show Firefly. Ah, uh, yes. You see, I thought something similar. Like, uh, yeah, because the minute I found out that I have a mechanic and now there's a priest on my ship, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, this is turning into the Serenity and Firefly. Right. Yeah, you see, I love the uh, the aesthetics to it personally. You know, I got that some of that old Art Deco feel to it. it feels like. A really vintage 
one of those vintage TV shows or movies from way, way back. And it's just really appealing to me. You know, it's, it has a very unique look to it and setting. Well, that's what Firefly did. It, you know, it's the most successful failed television show ever done in the history of TV where they did one season and the uh, Fox was not happy with the television show. So they canceled it. But it has a cult following and it's fond a movie, though, too. and a movie. And it's all weird because people thought it was like, wait a minute, you're going to do a space Western. How does a space Western work? And hey, well, there it's you Nathan Fillion, man. <laughs> you know, and so the outer worlds, that's like a best way I've been able to describe it is like a space western. You're out there with colonists and you're trying to just, you know, live off, you know, like at least the first planet I was on, everybody's just trying to make ends meet. And some people are living off the uh, land while others are just working their working to their deaths in the mine or whatever you want to call it. And, 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 and all yeah. that me me mediocrity, too. Because yeah. if you notice, like everybody's job title is like the scumbag beneath the, the scum. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, what the hell? Like they're really aspiring to, you know, be the best they can, aren't they? Yeah, a lot of funny stuff too. You'll see, like they'll talk about the corporation, the big corporation, Spacer, and um, I was laughing because I was reading some of um, Spacer. It sounds like infomercials, <laughs> right? Right, but Spacer is the big corporation. But I, I thought. Uh, like some of the stuff um, that I've noticed that's unique about the game that I felt like, like it, it has a very witty side. Like there's times where um, either when I was reading the corporate emails of Spacer um, that, you know, how that just the way they worded, I thought it was yeah. very funny because, you know, I've seen corporations do that. And um, just some of the just some of the things that they say and 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 like mm -hmm. pass well, off make you laugh. It's it's like you're just laughing, which is also cool. Well, again, they have and some good, the most talented writers in the business. I'm, if you guys have played uh, Knights of the Republic, uh, the Sith Lords, I mean that was like a masterpiece in terms of its you know the dialogue. Great game. And, yeah, yeah, and, and the and the you know the written dialogue in the game, and it's shown here with this game, uh, the Outer Worlds. Mm -hmm. Now, would you guys call this a triple-A game, or would it be, like, a little bit below that? Uh, it's a little bit below that. I mean, it doesn't have, uh, like you I think I don't think it has the aesthetics of, of a, a, a triple-A a triple a exclusive or a triple-A no. game. Uh, you see it in some of the artwork. Some It's not as detailed as it should be, but... Not, not that it's, it's bad. It's quite. It's pretty. Close it's to pretty close. You call, so yeah, imagine, you call yeah, you imagine, you know, because exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the game. Yes. I'm just, it's a little no. smaller scale than right. again, like everybody compares it to Fallout, right? But it's obviously Fallout. It's such a grand universe. They have like hundreds of people working on it, whereas yeah, you know, well, this had this about this had about more polish. Yeah, this has a lot of stuff to it, man. Mm -hmm. This it is does. a very hey. Game. Can you imagine though? Because like you, you, the Xbox, their their funds really didn't go for much, you know. Because you, you got to imagine when when Xbox acquired Obsidian, the game was pretty much done. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. just went into you know, if anything, they just polish, you know, put money in just to polish it and finish the game to get it shipped. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I... these games, they take like six years to make. You know what I mean? So yeah. the game was probably done by the time you know xbox acquired the studio and then to go from there like it, it's pretty pretty impressive well yeah. they're, they're supposed to have three in development they're going to have pillars of eternity three supposedly outer worlds obviously and, and its sequel and there's supposedly another unknown rpg project they're working on as we speak 
that Microsoft also liked when they saw uh, when they saw the purchase um, or when it came about. You know, they they uh, were also impressed with that. Um, so yeah, this is a, a huge. Um, you know, a huge get for Xbox, and I expect with the success, um, you're going to see Obsidian grow even more. They're about at like 215 people. They just hired some people. They're looking to hire. Right. But um, just like, isn't it nice to be talking games and not to bullshit and yeah. you know, drama? <laughs> well, now, now, every, now everyone's talking about Game Pass. Like, how are the developers going to survive? Like, that's basically <laughs> the the talk of the town. Is because Xbox. Listen, if this game had gotten, if this game had gotten a 67, uh, people would just make fun of it and say, "Look, another Xbox studio that's pushing out games." Being that this pushed out an 86, I think, open critic score, which is a combination of PC, PS4, and Xbox, uh, you know, you 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 got some real quality, uh, you know, quality, um, you know, fanfare there, and and um, everyone that's playing it, I mean, you just see all the comments. Everyone's just like, "Wow, this is this is what we wanted. This is the type of game." You know, you know, it's just it scratches an itch that every a lot of gamers have. I mean, there's nothing like these type of games. I could play this game for probably, and I'm going to probably 80 hours, and yeah. be you know happy with it. You know what? And, and you know, and I, I know we keep bringing Fallout and everything because I mean, obviously the DNA is right there, but I don't. I haven't heard that. You know, as soon as Fallout 76 came out, I mean, it, almost immediately you heard the. People were disappointed and everything. I haven't seen that many people disappointed with this game so far. I, I hear a lot of positive, you know, uh, comments and you know, people enjoying the hell out of the game so far. So yeah. that's good. I'm I'm really glad. Absolutely, and it just makes you kind of wonder because RPGs they've always been a you know people have wanted Xbox to address that. They missed out a chance on Bioware. Uh, years back, and now they finally have Obsidian, which is seen as a real, real powerhouse when it comes to upcoming RPGs, guys. I think it's a smart purchase. I think the Outer World is going to be a gem, and I can't wait to see what the future has in store for the studio. Well, hey, isn't it funny you brought up Bioware, and you know all the the, the last couple games that come out would really shit the bed. Now, and looking back, is it was it really like? Uh, a good decision not to buy them, or how, you think how, they, how, because, because how it didn't, they, it didn't. I, I think what the powers to be that were in charge of Xbox at that time when Bioware was up for sale wouldn't have not known what to do with them. Mm, good point. Well, yeah, was it close mm -hmm. to being signed though? I remember the story, but how close did it get? Did it ever really get off the ground, or was Xbox really seriously considering them? As far as I know, they were, and then mm -hmm. and then obviously didn't happen, but. It just makes like, does EA not give them the funding to to polish their games? Because I mean, that's basically what what the problem is when it comes to Bioware now is is the the polish and the the bugs. Yeah, I think EA had a lot to do with them pu pushing their hand on them. I mean, you look at their last game, Anthem, and it's nothing like what they've made in the past. So I I do think that EA. With their well, with their pushing the business model on them, kind of hurt them. Yeah, yeah, they have an extreme timetable that they like to stick to for their games. Yeah, um, and that's where developer crunch comes in. Uh, there's huge, there was huge miscommunication uh, miscommunication issues. Like if you read some of the stuff on Anthem, 
Uh, most of the developers had no idea what game they were creating until the the fake trailer that was shown at E3 that showed a game that was completely different than the product we got. Right, yeah, right. But, and, yeah, I read that. And but um, to be fair, that's the way games come together. I mean, it really it's a, it's a jumbled mess. You have well, one side working another. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you there was no the same thing happened with the uh, cyberpunk. It just yeah. the yeah, last year's E3. They didn't know what they were making last year's E3. That game's gonna be a fucking masterpiece. But oh, the, you already know the, that. the guys over at CD Projekt Red collectively knew they didn't. They had no idea what they were making. Uh, when it came to Anthem, you had one guy who knew he was making plants, but no idea what kind of game for. One person <laughs> making wildlife, another person making yeah. terrain. There was no communication right. at all between right. these these developers and what they were actually creating. And then the big thing was, for some reason, uh, EA likes to force the Frostbite engine on developers that mm. can't seem to argue for themselves. And when you're trying to use a engine that wasn't exactly designed for a looter shooter to be used for a looter shooter, and, you know, that was the other problem. They they had yeah. guy, people that are meant for telling stories trying to create a looter shooter. Right. And you look also at the problems they had with Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda was the same thing, miscommunication, uh, a lot of outsourcing of the, uh, you know, um, so they would have like facial anim animations, they would have people come and in. A, and a lot of the game got, got put on the cutting room floor, right? Right, and yeah. 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 Well, in okay. the end, the, you know, the game was, was a half-baked you know, Out outsourcing is not an issue unless you're communicating. I mean, look at look at Moon's not communicating. Well, the, the outsourcing. Her, her. Well, what happened with Mass Effect? If you remember, um, the outsource they, they outsourced to this firm, and whatever the case, remember the faces and the eyeballs, the googly eyeballs, and the oh, the, yeah. uh, the exaggerated mouth. That was that was, that, that was from the studio. That was outsourced, and and, and uh, like um, you know, he was saying, uh, you know, there's a lot of miscommunication and, and stuff like that. Right. You know, Centurion was saying, you know, that that can screw things up. You know, when oh, there know. was some biasness behind those animations because <laughs> <clears throat> Horizon Zero Dawn did the same thing. Right. Well, right, yeah, sure. that, that that game that was pushed out and that, that got killed for it. Unfortunately, it was you know a victim of circumstances. Well, same. Too. Well, same thing happened with that game. It just came out there, the biker gang. What, what was it? Uh, Days what, what gone. Was Days gone. Yeah, same thing. I mean, all the bugs and people like the guy flying down from space, you know, beneath the earth and everything else. Like, it, <laughs> it, I think it happens to a lot of games. Yeah, some games people choose to get upset about it, though. That's the weird thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, guys, we'll move on to our next topic, and we're going to talk about Mixer. And Mixer just keeps scooping up uh, streaming talent from Twitch like it, like anything these days. And a few days ago, uh, Shroud was announced that he's moving away from Twitch and joining Mixer, another huge name in gaming. He's known for streaming Counter-Strike. And to add to this, it looks like more are coming over the Mixer a few hours right? ago. Yeah, it looks like a Destiny streamer by the name of uh, Gothalion. He said that he's going to be streaming exclusively on Mixer as well. So it's looking like Mixer is really attracting like all kinds of these big Twitch names. Do you think that Money, we'll baby. Them? are they attracting yeah. them, or is Microsoft? <laughs> it's it's a mixture of both. Okay, one number one is Mixer's appealing because 
uh, you know, it's less restrictive. You can do more mm. on your channel. You can do a lot more on your channel. Everything that you want to do as a creator, you can do it. But I would say that Mixer couldn't compete with Twitch. They can't. They couldn't compete no. at that point because of the huge names, especially you know when you well, essentially buying a streaming uh, audience um, is wise on Microsoft's part. If you think about it, because yeah. it's, uh, attract more sponsorship, money flowing through the brand, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what needed to be done because their audience yeah. is already built in. And people are talking about it. Yeah, exactly. It's press. It's free press. Right. Microsoft I've also heard a lot of the big... and, and add Megatron to the mix then and be like, look, make that announcement. You look at oh. Mixer and Mixer had, what, two years going and they really failed to establish a, establish a top you know, Twitch, I mean, it's like a personality or somebody that's like putting in these crazy numbers. For the most part, Mixer did horrendous numbers. Right. And right. Um, they needed, this is the only way to really, you know, jumpstart it. It's like, I, you know, I, I, this is the way I would do it. You get, yeah. you get three, four top streamers and then everything else really falls into place. Well, people you have people, that, you have people just sliding in now. Well, right, and, and exactly. you see a lot of the, when you when you talk to these guys that are they're jumping ship, uh, you know, leaving Twitch. They're saying a lot of the stuff that Twitch is restricting them, and you know, Twitch wants their own program to go. They don't care about the streamers, you know, and and their you know program. They're worrying about their own. You know, Twitch is worrying about themselves. They're not worrying about the streamers. So that's yeah. that's another. You know, it's leaving a bad taste in their mouth too. So they're like, all right, well, cool. Well, then we'll just bounce, and uh, you know. Microsoft is more than willing to say, come on over, baby. We need you. Yeah, Why there's not? a lot of weird stuff happening with uh, Twitch as well. As soon as these guys are moving over, Ninja had is issues like uh, Twitch. Is Maybe a little bit of uh, searches right? or something, right? Yeah, like there is a lot of weird stuff that happened. And Shroud, just the other day, he was saying that like a lot of his, <laughs> he lost his partner status apparently yeah. as soon as he announced it. Like there's a lot of weird stuff that happens. Like a lot of, I don't know. I, I want to say like revenge stuff happening, on yeah. that, which is it. You remember what Twitch did with ninjas? Is they left his links up, or they left his advertisement up, and then they linked him to the porn to, sites, right? Yeah, like porn. Wow. it was really, really underhanded what what Twitch did. And then uh, again, it looks like again they're playing dirty. Uh, you know, listen, Twitch. I remember Twitch when. It was going up against uh, uh, Ustream, and you know nobody was on it. So uh, it, it's built itself to a point where you know it, it wants to be the only show in town, and for the most part, it is. But Mixer is looking is going about this the right way. You know the way if you want to get people, you, you do it this way, and they shouldn't be really doing the underhanded things that they're doing. But um, you know they're, they're they're taking notice for sure. You know this is, you know if they get a couple more streamers. You know then it's like wow, and people because hey, a lot of people overnight. watch these streamers uh, for you know like ten hours a day. These you know I, oh, yeah. I see a lot of these kids. These you know these young kids like yeah you know Twitch and YouTube watching all these streamers. I'm like wow. I I you know us being you know TXR whatever being you know. Very well known, you know, knowledgeable in gaming. It's really surprised me how much these kids these days are into streamers and stuff like that. Well, it's like TV to them, you know what I mean? So they right. sit there and watch for eight, ten hours, 
and it's like it's like us watching football for ten hours right. on Sunday night. Plus, they draw they draw like uh, uh, I wouldn't say well I could say like a hero worship for the, the young. Oh no, yeah, they're the celebrities for for Ninja, and then it just becomes a thing like you're watching uh, a broadcaster like Howard Stern. It because like Ninja is at the point where he has such a following that people. He could come on, and he doesn't even have to play a game. He mm-hmm. could just talk and make jokes, and people would be happy. Well, Ninja's that, starting you know? to make appearances on on even television shows right. now. W- wasn't he on that uh, Mass Singer, Singer? Yeah, he was yeah, on Mass yeah. Singer. That's what I mean. He's starting to appear everywhere. That guy's starting to diversify. His, his brand is really exploding. Yeah, well, right. speaking about his brand, yeah, I was walking through Walmart the other day, and then I saw these uh, Ninja licensed, like all his brand is on clothing. I was like, "What the heck?" And that's his wife, if I'm correct. Like his wife, well, is and, and I think uh, Ninja when he first jumped over to to Mixer, he that's what he was talking about Twitch. You know that they were they were basically pigeonholing him, so he couldn't expand his brand, right. and that's why he you know he he moved on. I, I was just to say that uh, from what I've read and seen, a lot of the big streamers are getting tired of pretty much Amazon's politics because that's who owns mm-hmm. Twitch. And from at least some of the stuff I've heard, Amazon is basically quick to replace you. You aren't nothing but the flavor of the month to them. And yep. if by some chance like they can make more money with someone else, they'll cut you loose in a second. And, you know, that's definitely one thing that, Microsoft has advertised throughout their company and all the branches of their company is that they uh, they don't want to treat people like that. And you know, and it's funny now you're just kind of like wondering who's next. You know, are we going to see a brown man or someone like that? Like, you know, who, who's Dr. next? Yeah, Rex seems desperate. He keeps asking no. for some kind of a deal, and I'm like, dude, if they haven't called you yet, I don't think they're calling. Dr. But, but he talks <laughs> shit about Ninja when he when he jumped. He was like, oh, yeah. it was bad. He was talking about you know that, that guy. Then he, he came out and said, if he got the same deal as I mean, a better deal than Ninja, he would jump. And it's like, dude, of course he would. News. There's people that don't know who you are, but almost everybody knows who Ninja is. Right. So now, Ninja's Ninja's that? namesake is like fifty times. Mm-hmm. So, so, so who's left? Who's the, who's the big ticket on Twitch that makes good pool? Anybody know? They have a Brand few. Um, uh, Summit, which I could see, uh, Summit mm-hmm. could definitely. Summit's the guy that you said was being paid, which he wasn't. But Summit, uh, <laughs> Summit's the guy that did Sea of Thieves and was doing like a oh, hundred thousand. He was yeah, fucking so, definitely be paid. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, no. Oh, yeah. All right, so, 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 Summit is a guy that they can go after. But, like, like oh, you know, yeah. Speaking of which, who was the other data streamer that was playing Sea of Thieves? And then Jeremy was saying, oh, he's getting paid for it. I, hey, I can't people, remember his name. People still play Jeremy that was game. paying him. People Just still play <laughs> Well, one thing that, 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 like, like they said about uh, Xbox being less restrictive, you know, one of the things I asked when, when, when Ninja was, was, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, had by, by Microsoft, I asked somebody and I said, I says, are you guys going to tell him what to stream? Like if Gears comes out, he's going to stream that. And they said, absolutely not. We don't want him to be a product of us. We just want him to be who his personality is. He's free mm-hmm. and he can do whatever he wants. Great. 
So that's that's a big selling card. Good sign. Especially, you know, I think that Twitch got to the point where they thought they were the only show in town. And, you know, they were putting these restrictive stuff on probably Ninja and, and other streamers. And now in this competition, that's what's the best thing for this. Is it me or is it like I see a lot of correlation to how the, the ID, you know, uh, program for Xbox, it, it, it reminds me of that. How that was just an unmitigated disaster when the Xbox One came out to how they just worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. And just, I mean, now you hear yeah. nothing but praises. So yeah. it just seems like that's like a, a just a telltale sign that like that's how mixers being run now, you know, all because of, you know, the the independent people, you know, they want to nurture it and not, you know, hinder it. Yeah, something upwards of one point two billion, I think, was put into uh ID and Xbox. The ID, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know I know we're going a little off I know we're going a little off topic, but you know, I was Tim, you could vouch for me on this. I've always said that um ID at Xbox, especially what what's his name's doing, uh, is nothing short of amazing. He's 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 the one consistent for the last four years. Yeah. Chris. Chris Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one consistent at Xbox on you know, he's been great for four years. Yeah. Still producing stuff after parties coming up. Um, there's a lot of games that little these little gems, but you're right, Chris. After party is gonna be big, man. I still want my damn yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Close, I still went yeah. last night. I heard that studio was in trouble, a whole bunch of stuff going on over there. But last look, night Cuphead, like, look at Cuphead, they mm-hmm. delivered Cuphead. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, Chris, like like uh Jeremy said, has been the shining light through a generation where everything went wrong for Xbox. Mm-hmm. That was the one consistent. But- and and it, like I said, it just seemed like that was a model to every you know the whole Xbox kind of followed by was the ID you know program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's you know, expand so, on so, this. So, so the shit show that it was now it's a beacon of light, you know, yeah. and and now it just seems like every other program is kind of following that same mold. Yeah, like let's expand on this, guys, because we were going to say this for later, but since we brought it up, you know, the ID at Xbox program, it has proven to be a big success, and it started in 2014. I know originally a lot of indie game developers weren't too keen on the Xbox One at first, Mm -hmm. but Chris Charla, as Jeremy was saying, he's the director there at ID at Xbox, and he's been a big part of bringing indie developers to the program and to xbox and yeah we've seen games like inside super hot you know obviously cuphead after parties coming like we've seen a lot of wonderful games indie titles come and they paid yeah they spent 1.2 billion dollars that's a heck of a lot of money uh going to these indie developers from uh, xbox and do you think that that ID at Xbox has done a really good job of getting games on the platform. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've done a great job. If you look over the course of the three years, they've brought some titles that haven't been on PlayStation uh, to the to ID at Xbox. So definitely. Well, I mean, come on. We we all know that the ID the, are the ones that are pushing the envelope when it comes to new IPs and new ideas. You know, because all these big developers are too scared to go out outside their box. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are some of your guys' uh, favorite 
uh, indie titles on the Xbox right now. Jeremy, come on, you Well, of course, you got to go with the IDAR, even though it's old. Come on, you got to go with IDAR. But um, I, <laughs> I, I, I sucked at it, completely sucked at it. So I, I didn't, you know. You love Layers of Fear. Yeah, this was before. Layers of Fear 2 was great. Um, of course. Uh, uh, Ox of Fear was fun. No, real uh, Yeah, uh, Ox of Fear. Hot. Hot. Cuphead was the, probably the biggest. I mean, that game oh, yeah. was huge. Well, oh, Cuphead's hey. very well, special. <laughs> Cuphead's a very special game, you know. Like they, you know, they worked in tandem with uh, Microsoft there, right. and like they're actually, I think a few of the devs, like uh, I know that a few of them work like it was like brothers, away, yeah, but... it was two two people, at once. yeah, they're two brothers, right? Yeah, because remember they they actually hand drew everything yeah. of that whole the game. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few of the devs actually, they're if I'm not mistaken, they don't live too far from me. I'd love to get them on the show sometime. It was you know, and it's funny what I, what I was saying about, you know, the Xbox and, you know, they're, they're nurturing. That's what, what, stu- what is Studio MDHR? Is that the name of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah MDHR. MDHR, right. I mean, wow. They really took these guys and seen their vision and, and, and they just, you know, let that flower just blossom. Well, they, they knew the game was special. So they, I mean, I had asked Chris uh, on the show, uh, what was the thing that, that made you guys make it exclusive? And he wouldn't answer it, but um, obviously they, they, <laughs> lo- they locked it down. But, you know, when you look at the start of this generation where Sony was championing uh, two things, they were championing power and they were also championing, championing um, indie developers. Remember, we right. love indie developers. Well, and, and that's that's what I'm hey, saying. Quick, and when no, Xbox One came out first, it was right. it, they I mean tripped all over themselves, right? Because ID and Xbox wasn't started. So what happened was there was a spot from 2013 to early 2014 that ID and Xbox was beginning to to get going, and then there was controversy because they weren't uh, they they the were restrictions. There was well, remember, like, there was certain, right. There was like, well, if you if you're on Xbox, you can only be on Xbox, and this, this, and that. You know, and these teams, like a lot of them, are like under ten people, so oh, they really didn't have that yeah. kind of. So really they faced. So, didn't ID at Xbox? Didn't they spawn the preview program too? Wasn't it all integrated into one? Or no, I don't think so. I think no. the, I, I think it was at the same time, like mm-hmm. the preview started, but I. Uh, the idea at Xbox was it was already it was mentioned at the the launch, and Xbox got a lot of heat, but people didn't realize that Xbox had Xbox Arcade in, in with the 360 era. So this is nothing new. It's mm-hmm. just that, like everything else with Xbox, uh, with the the, the you know uh, start of the gen, they got caught with their pants down, and they didn't have any really support with indie developers and. You know, I remember making the point was, you know, people care most about AAA. They don't really, you know, people don't really, they like their their indie games, but it's not why you buy a system. And I still hold by that. Right. But what happened was, is, is that was used as a big calling card for PlayStation and helped them. And now you look at the situation and Xbox is like, 
full on, fully backed, hundred uh, one point two billion on indie games. Yeah. Their games are coming out all the time. Charla, as known as they is referred to as the All Star, because he's just like like Jeremy pointed out, had an unbelievable gen. You know, um, they're fully behind it now. Sony's kind of like, hey, you know, we're taking a backseat. We're really about these, you know, blockbuster, triple A, single player uh, driven or story driven oh, experience. Before though, Sony was like, you know, we we're all for the indie yes, game. we love it. Like, we make our money. But we'll make more money off an indie game than they will off a AAA game. You know, that was their whole thing. Right. There's also Game Pass, which a lot of independent developers are viewing as what is being called the gateway to the console gaming space. Right. Well, see, and, and that, mm-hmm. that's funny you bring that up because also uh, games with gold. How many games with gold were for, you know, independent games? Mm-hmm. And because you think a lot of these people wouldn't wouldn't pay play these games and let you know they gave them away for you know obviously for free and we we always wondered well how much money do they get you know if they're giving them for games with gold how much is, is the developer getting per you know per game or per person or whatever we never we'll probably never know but at the same time it's like well and this you know people wouldn't be playing these games because they'd have to buy them so they're getting in in, in people's hands and people are playing it because Games of gold and what Game Pass now. What developer was it that said that Game Pass actually tripled his game sales because uh, word of mouth of people playing Game Pass spread it to yeah. So yeah, like independent independent developers are seeing Game Pass as a way of getting their name out there in the console space because back in the day, a lot of independent games were restricted to the PC space just because of how easy it was to get a game on PC. Game Pass just makes it extremely easy to get a game on console now and distribute it out there. And through word of mouth, um, it's actually increasing sales on other platforms because people are talking about it. Well, you talked about the accessibility of, of the PC, but developers who are registered with the program, an idea at Xbox, they got a free development cut or two at no cost to them. That's right. So I think right, that was right, yeah. right. So I think. Uh, that was beneficial, obviously, for the boost of the program. Yeah, but they had their hiccups with that as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. in order to get those developer kits, they needed to have these certain guidelines. And that, you know, yeah. like what what was the that one guy that made uh uh well Brett what, what the hell was that? Brad Rodell. Bre- Braid, Braid, that was the name of the Braid, game. Remember, he, he was, was yeah. He talked Braid. so much shit, and and, and a lot of people yeah. after that kind of you know followed in his his footsteps and oh jumped on the train, the hate train, and you know oh Xbox they you know this this and that and the other. That, that and guy made a lot of money off his game. Christopher though. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what, what was the game that he made? It was a PlayStation exclusive. The Witness. The Witness. Witness. But then it came to okay. Xbox. The funny thing about that was is like we talked about that. One of the things was remember that that Phil had made the statement that uh, you know he treats his Xbox gamers as first class gamers. Yeah. Um, so one of the things was like a restriction for these developers was if you're going to make the game um, at launch for Xbox, you have to have something unique to it, whether it be uh, a character or if you can't do it on time, just add add something of of uh likeness or something or something that would be different than the other versions and a lot of the other 
um, you know, developers, a lot of the indie developers were like, like, you know, how are we supposed to do this? We're small. And um, there was a lot of things in the beginning. I remember, remember they said they weren't getting paid on NeoGAF. They said that they weren't getting um, uh, paid and they were putting out these games and not getting paid, which was all just mix-ups or funds weren't released. But I remember Chris, I told Chris about it. He was very upset about it. He actually fixed that issue. But, you know, like they could, the beginning of, of ID at Xbox, and maybe we'll have Chris on one day to talk about it, was very Again. rocky. It was, yeah, it was very rocky. But right now it looks like as we see uh, our own. Indian yeah, it's a first-class model now. Yeah, their industry lead idea that Xbox is industry leads the industry right now in, yeah. term, in terms of content. And what do you guys think the biggest indie game is out right now? It's still kind of like, damn, that's a tough I, one. I want to say Rocket League. I mean, that was a lot of that, a lot of that, yeah, yeah, there's a lot like Hollow Knight gets a lot of love right now, too. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of indie games. Uh, there's is a Ori considered an indie? No, I, no, a Microsoft, Microsoft only Studios. It it was it was at first it was an indie, but yeah, Microsoft they scooped them up real fast. So shout out to everybody in the chat. What's up, Hebot? We didn't yeah. hear about you guys. We see Hebot. Hey, Hebot, indie gamer. Hebotto. Uh, Dread pulls in here. She has no elite. Thanks for joining us, guys. All right, fellas, let's move on. And wow, uh, it looks like Bethesda just can't do anything right with Fallout 76. And a few days ago, they announced Fallout First, a premium membership for Fallout 76 that you pay, well, basically $100 a year for. And players are pissed. Considering how they've delayed free updates like NPCs and other improvements yeah. promised months ago. <laughs> and not only that, but players who have purchased the membership already have experienced a lot of issues like private worlds seem open and different loot being already grabbed and so on. There's like a myriad of problems. So things haven't been going well. So guys... How do you feel about this? Was this just a really bad PR move? Can by I hop in on this? Of, yeah, course. of course, of course. Take, oh, okay. take, take this. Well, I'm just wondering if you guys did you know how Bethesda dropped the ball on this one too when it comes to marketing? No. Uh, go Please explain. In, go to, yeah, take it away. Go to falloutfirst.com, but type out the word first. Like oh. spell the word. Oh <laughs> yeah, what, what, what you're talking a, about? Website, wasn't it a fan that took that? It was, that, it was uh, a fan, like, and he got <laughs> the most derogatory, and it looks professionally polished. It looks like Bethesda made it, but I mean, like the Fallout fu first. Oh my! I mean, like, cause the f word is all over that site. I, I'm not gonna sit here and drop f bombs on the show, but I mean, like, he called the the tent the sex tent. I mean, like, yeah. oh my god! It, it was, and it looks exactly like Bethesda built the site. So this guy really knows his stuff when it comes to web page design, and he swooped that site. And because they didn't buy that domain, because they didn't buy the domain name, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, oh my god, oh dude! That, my god. That Long road ahead of them, oh. right there, on trying to get that taken down. Is this legal? Uh, oh, it's it probably very, yeah. absolutely. Well, they didn't scoop it up. 
You know, well, they should have no, got to take down the word Fallout. He's using Vault Boy. There's obviously some mm -hmm. copyright infringement, but that's going to take months in court to just get a cease and desist. But until that point, the damage is probably already going to be done, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know what? Um, they should just take this L and roll with the punches and just you know exactly. what? You know how they remember how they came out on stage last time? You know, at E3 and admitted all the mistakes and the glitches. This should yeah, be one. How they how can the they do that a second time? Like it, yeah, I, I don't know. They they keep misstepping with Fallout. It's like they, that was their crown jewel, and and they like they shit all over it. How uh, now, Jeremy? Gonna, Jeremy, I, you were heavy in the Fallout, right? I'm like, see, probably, I, I'm probably the only one in this group who has played a significant amount of Fallout seventy six, and I love the game. I mean, I, I, I really do. I, 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 I played a lot of that. I remember, I remember I got into it. I thought it was a mob mentality. And I was like, you know what? Let me play this damn game thing. Same thing with my friend that we know. And you enjoyed he, it. He played, you know what? But see, listen, here's the thing. I enjoyed a little bit of it until it glitched right. out. And it kept glitching and glitching and glitching. And I just um, How many people in the group bought the $200 version of the game? Raise your hand. I wanted to. I did. Sal, if you can attest to that. Oh, I did. I got, I got the power. Oh, so you, so you got the, you, you got the fake uh, bag? <laughs> you got oh, the yeah, plastic got bag? I've got the action figures and the, the map and everything still rolled up in the box. I mean, I thought it was going to be something special when I got it. Um, you know what the funny part what? is? Um, the helmet is got its own cheap issues, too. I, it just sits on my entertainment mm -hmm. center. It's definitely something that... I will never use because I don't want it to break. I mean, like, I hate calling it cheap, but yeah, definitely. You, the one it with is the mold? Centurion, no. yeah. you get your money worth for <laughs> it right now. Just put the Centurion camera on and let's see this damn helmet. Oh, let's dude. I, I, I'll <laughs> send you guys a photo on the DM. I don't got a camera on my PC. <laughs> Um, but the mold issue was actually with a with a uh, helmet that was sold exclusively at GameStop. It was not the Power Armor Edition helmet, thank God. Mm -hmm. uh, but guess what? I also don't wear my helmet 24-7 and breathe deep into it, so I don't got to worry about mold and other stuff growing in it because it just sits on my entertainment center. Um, but yeah, I bought this game. Uh, my friends bought the, the deluxe version of the game. We were all excited, and then obviously it was a downhill ride from there. Um, I was hoping they would write the ship kind of like the ZeniMax did with ESO because we saw how ESO started out as a huge debacle, and now years later, it's a living, breathing world. Don't get me wrong. It's not perfect, but it's nowhere on the scale of Fallout 76, and I was really hoping they'd be able to do that too, but... They just it, completely shit the bed. Oh, yeah. man. It, 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 it really bothers me because I'm such a Fallout fan. And Take me home. Just, well, let me ask you a question. That's right. Remember we're thinking don't, that? <laughs> don't, you th don't you think that they have a plan? Like that they have some type of plan with this? Yeah, but every plan every plan they do is is, is falling, just backfiring on them. I you know, agree. Like, oh, I remember so, when they had you know, Fallout 4. They was... pay $100 a year, right? Yeah, that's it. And like, like hundred dollars well, a year, like, like every what is every studio want want their you know monthly you know uh, subscriptions now? I mean, shit, as it is in in the next five years, everyone's gonna be paying a thousand dollars every month for for everybody's fucking game pass. You know what I mean? It's gonna right. be ridiculous. But See, how, where does it end? 
I think the question now is, can the franchise be saved? Is there enough? Do they still have enough? Oh, this full out five yeah, would be huge. Oh, it'll be it no, be no, no. Saved. You know what? They're they're, they're going to have to pull an Assassin's Creed and let it. Yeah, let but it look go look at what out look Outer Worlds is doing right now, right? So you know now you got you got. Well, I feel like that's the competition. We should be know? concerned about anything. It's you the could fate of Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, well, listen. I think Elder Scrolls too. I think you could you could have actually all three. These games are not made; they're few and far between. I think mm-hmm. the thinking with this, um, as has also said uh, one of the uh, one of the comments he made that Todd Howard uh, said there was ten times more details at E three. But I think uh, for this Fallout services, I think what they want is a bridge to Fallout Five. And they feel that they still have something salvageable with Fallout 76. I mean, you hear Jeremy, and I've heard other people say that the game is actually good. Uh, if they can get the bugs fixed, uh, it's it's a really good game. So um, that's where I think that they stand. Whether or not it's going to be something that's beneficial is a whole different story. I have the I have the uh, the 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 you know the feeling of the the panel that. This is a disaster. You know, this is mm-hmm. not good. Um, no. To play devil's advocate, I do want to point out one thing that I do agree with a couple people. Name one Fallout game that is bug-free. <laughs> now, no. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, even Obsidian, New Vegas was was a disaster, yeah. you know, when it comes right. to bugs. I mean, it, it literally broke the game for me okay. twice. With the well, bugs. again, to be fair, you know, there's no game that's going to be bug-free, especially these giant open-world games. World, yeah. But it looks bad when you announce a subscription service, this membership, sorry, on on or around the same day that a competing game in the genre, the Outer Worlds, is coming out, it's coming out for you can get it again for you know on Xbox Game Pass for let's say a buck or whatever, and that goes in day one, and then you're announcing a one hundred dollar membership. It just it does the optics don't look good. Yeah, it, it's right like, now. Right now, they they need to put Fallout seventy six. On Game Pass, they they need they need to kind of win their fans back because but now they kind if of, they do know, that, if they, if they, just make if, it a free to play, just make it a free to play. Well, they could do that, but if they do that, but then the subscription thing, like if well, people do, are still gonna be pissed off about loot loot boxes or loot crates and everything else, you know, no matter what, it, it's gonna be bad. So they they need to give, like I said, their fans a bone and mm-hmm. give the game out for a month or two. I think it's going to go to Game Pass. It's already I'm already starting to see it in stores for 20 bucks on sale. Yeah. And also Elder Scrolls Online, I hate to keep bringing it up, but that's part of Game Pass. So it is not unheard of for a Bethesda mm-hmm. City Max MMO to be put in Game Pass. And so definitely um, Well, Bethesda and Xbox have a really good working relationship. I, I, I agree. I, I have to say something. I think it's probably going to happen. I think well, that, it needs that, to. that I think it's that, probably going to happen just because of that relationship, you know. Well, Timmy, like you said, do, do they have a plan? I, I, I think this is this is like a bailout. You know what I mean? You know, Todd's gonna have to, you know, call Phil and be like, "Hey, brother, you, you need to bail me out, man." We, you know, we kind of, you know, we, we we bit off more than we can chew with this, you know, subscription and and you know, because like you said, day one, you already heard about people say say I bought the prescription uh, subscription. And then somebody, some like somebody on my friends list, could just jump in, 
uh, in my world. And I'm like, hell, I just paid a hundred dollars for this, and you guys are just piggybacking off me? Hell no, no, no free rides. Well, not only that, the scrap box eats your scrap. Like you're paying for infinite amount of storage for scrap, and and it's and it's getting lost. They said they can't recover it. Yeah. yeah, they can't recover. They don't even know where it went. And sex tents. Don't forget that. That's right. If I was Phil Spencer and I had the uh, Microsoft checkbook and Todd Howard called me, I'd answer the phone going, so you ready to sell? Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know that. On, hey, 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 that yeah. you, you, I don't think there's enough zeros on that checkbook to, you know, to, to be able <laughs> well, to do that. Chipping away at whatever, however many zeros they can get because mm -hmm. Bethesda was the company, the saviors of the single player experience at the beginning of this generation. And now, now they're CD like, Project Red. <laughs> Well, let me ask you guys a question. How big of a deal would it be if that game went into Game Pass? With the be big. Oh, dude, it would end. Uh, well, yeah. They I don't think it would matter at all. Have a core, a good core of people who still play the game and support the game. It's not like Fallout 76 is dying or else. I don't think this subscription uh, would, would exist. I mean, because it's not – this subscription is definitely not attracting new people. That's for sure. So why would you re you release something like that if it's gonna backfire, unless they're stupid about it? Well, and then that's that's another reason to put it back on on you know, put it on Game Pass because you can still right. sell that subscription and you know just add to their what would they call it white whales, Timmy? Is that, is that what they call them? The whales? Uh, a, whale, a whale is uh, somebody <laughs> that the companies were right. It spends a lot of money. Right. 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 All right. All right. Speaking of whales, Mr. Megatron. Oh, here we go with this. Thing. How much <laughs> money? I want to know. I want to know right now. How much money have you spent on Gears Pop? Oh my! <laughs> God. I want money right now, and I want the truth. I want the truth and nothing uh -oh. but the truth. I can't lie, bro. I spent. I'm I'm a, I'm in the two range. Wow! <laughs> in how much? Can no. you pay two grand? No, not no, not that. Two hundred. Uh, yeah. Like, really? I'm about yeah. sixty. I'm a, I'm buzzing around there. I'm buzzing about I'm buzzing about four four fifty. Really? Well oh, level you. Listen, uh I'm on the word on accessibility. Keyword. This is why I think X Cloud yeah. is gonna take off because if I had X Cloud, I wouldn't be playing pop, but like I put more time in Gears Pop than I did Gears of War five, you know, four K sixty. That's only because my downtime is at I'm at work. It's like right there. Yeah. It's just like. Wait, Megatron, you're, you're not on S Cloud yet? No. Oh. I've been in, Sal. Hey, hey, salt hey, in my hey, eyes. Wait, 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 wait. How in the hell? You, you're I right hand know. man. You're Mr. GameSpot, bro. How in the hell? All, all, all he has to do is ask. I know. I haven't caught. I haven't. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask. Later. But one, the one thing is, it's only four games. So, like, I mean, I right. have. So you're gonna. It's really gonna be advantageous to do it when they start to push out the games. Okay. From what what I've tested, it's awesome. Tim, mm -hmm. yeah, I can, I can confirm that my son has a cheap Android phone. It's really, wow. you know, it's really old, and it the experience is amazing, even on a cheap, even on a cheap Android phone. And I'm not talking about a Galaxy. I'm not talking about an older Note. I'm talking about like a off-brand, you know, with a Nexus version. I, I don't know. It's just it was. It's a cheap phone, but it's an excellent, excellent service. Even if you have a cheap phone, 
Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I, I just I just need a damn holder, the connection for the 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 controller. Where do you get you know, those, man? Proper, I don't know. You probably can, Amazon. You know, yeah, you can get them on Amazon. They sell these cheap little plastic ones. They actually work really well. And you can get like a uh, two. I think they sell two and four bunches for like ten bucks. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, or you, you guys, or you can get the new steel version on the on the Microsoft website. It's a steel version for ten bucks. But you, you guys and your gears rotate, pop rotates the the weight of the control the the cell phone like right above the uh, controller. I saw that one. So it kind of moves, it swivels in and out. Yeah. Here's the one that I want. Gears damn game, damn it. And I'm like <laughs> number two right now in that list of uh, special cool. people. <laughs> Megatron, for the record, I'm disappointed how much you spent in Gears Pop. Just well, I guess I'm a fraud. I've never played Gears Pop. Either. You want to play a couple I, hours I, of it? I, I put it in slots sometimes. I put it, I put it in. About two hundred through, I wouldn't say through the, through the last two years. I probably mm. put two hundred bucks into just the slots. Like I like the slots, the you know, and I like sometimes playing it on the phone. So you know what? It's my money, and I can do what I want. <laughs> that's right, baby. Yeah, that's the team I love. Jeremy, Jeremy, you're getting called out. By the way, in the chat, uh, stop it, Downer. We know you have two hundred bucks, bro. <laughs> Well, uh, Downer, how much did you wait? Down, how, more, right? How much did you know? Downer, how much did you spend on that game from uh, the the uh, CD Projekt Red? The, oh the my god, game. I spent over seven Gwent? dollars. Gwent, dollars yeah. on that game. There you go. Wow, I remember him. He's like, I'm gonna kill myself. I just spent another five hundred. <laughs> Yeah, I, I spent Dang. I spent three hundred fifty. Hey, that's why he exiled himself to fucking Montana. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I remember it, when it, they announced the Gears Pop on E3 stage, and I'm like, no way! Like, I thought they were gonna announce like something else, and just like, and I mean, lo and behold, I'm loving this game. Oh, it's a great game. It's a great game. Is it me or is Gears Pop kind of like a, a test drive to what what they're gonna do with other games coming, you know, in the future? This so maybe, how these, this, this maybe how these studios are getting funded. These maybe. studios are probably getting funded this way, probably because this is it, man. This is a gold mine for them. Well, <laughs> yeah. remember, it started with Fallout Shelter. Remember, I know we keep bringing Fallout back, but Fallout Shelter was huge. It was huge. Yeah, still well, is huge. <laughs> That's what she well, said. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. All right, fellas, and I'm going to move on to another very significant piece of news, and things are not looking too good for Ubisoft right now. And a few days ago, the publisher actually admitted that the recent releases of, well, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, obviously a, a week or so ago, and even the Division 2, uh, going back a few months, were commercial disappointments. And now their games are being delayed like games coming that were supposed to come out within the next few months, like watch dogs, legions, rainbow sex, quarantine, and even gods and monsters are all going to be getting delayed significantly. So guys, what are your thoughts on Ubisoft pushing back their games back several months? This is kind of a big deal. Well, Microsoft's getting ready to announce that they're going to acquire them at the next. Uh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, if, if Megatron had his way, 
<laughs> Xbox would buy every major studio out there. <laughs> We'll, I say, swear. we'll start with Bungie first, and then we'll go on to the other. Yeah, side. I know. I know. You got that. <laughs> hey, he sleeps with that under his pillow. Please. I do. Please, please I, I do. I he do. says <laughs> it every night before he goes to bed. Please, mm-hmm. please let them buy Bungie. Hey, that, that's his nightly prayer. Lord, please. <laughs> but no, like with the whole Ubisoft thing, this is where complacency bites you in the ass. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't think. You know what? Honestly, Ubisoft is kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to stuff. You know stuff like this because they going back to Assassin's Creed. Uh, Remember when they they they, 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 yeah hey hey they they were pumping them out yearly and and Uh, you know it just started to decline and people started saying what the hell is this trash? It's just you know it just seems like DLC. Mm -hmm. So they said you know what okay we're gonna hold it back. What they what did two years they held it back and they came back with the the last the last two Assassin's Creeds were beautiful and very very well uh, received. So I th- I think they have to they do the same thing with with the Assassin's Creed as they do with these the Ghost Recon yeah. division you know and games like that. That's what I meant by complacency is just because you slap the name Assassin's Creed or Tom Clancy on the box or you you just can't be complacent being oh they're gonna love these games it's what they but want. Let, let let me go on record and say I I, I enjoyed Division Two I, I really enjoyed Ghost Recon Breakpoint. But I see what people are saying about the grinds and, you know, having to be online. You know, yeah. it, it, it it's kind of tedious. Oh, I bought them both day one. Well, not I didn't get Breakpoint day one, but I bought it the week it came yeah, out. No, I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I actually won it. I, oh, I yeah, competed I for that. Say, you won it, right? Yeah, I won it. And I mean, I was like listening to that show. I really wanted that game because it was either I either win it or I'm going to buy it. And. I was so excited to win, uh, win it on Wilmy Hood's show, uh, gaming, uh, gaming outside the box. Mm-hmm. Nice, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Nice, no, absolutely. But yeah, they're delaying some big games, guys. I mean, Watch Dogs Legions was right around the corner, technically, well, yeah. com- coming around a couple of months, and everything's being pushed back basically to but, the next. But quarter. you know what? That's good though. That just means that they're, you know what? They're internally, they're humble. They say, you know, okay, we got it. We got to do better. I'm so. We don't see e- uh, EA doing this. EA never did. I'm like, oh, we'll just push it out. Who cares? We don't care if we sell five copies. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to push it out. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. To admit there, to fix a problem, you need to first admit that there is a problem. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what was it as well? Uh, Far Cry New Dawn as well, I believe, came out earlier in the year. And it just got kind of mediocre reviews as well, kind of seen as well, Far and, Cry. And I was... And that was another one that, you know, it just seemed like they were starting to water it down. You know, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, they were just, you know, yearly, you know, pumping them out, pumping mm-hmm. them out. And it just I seemed enjoyed, like it was just DLC. I enjoyed New Dawn. And also to play advocate yeah, on Dawn. that one, that, that game was 40 bucks. So it's not like they were out there trying to charge $60 and yeah. slap, you know, they're like, hey, this is a mm-hmm. brand new game. Yeah, it kind of came off as an expansion. And it was sort of priced as such. Well, it was polished. The game was super polished. Oh, yeah. And it, right. it, it, it actually had a decent story. Like, it oh, yeah. it closed it out because at the end of it all, you're just like, wait a minute, that's it? I'm just going to be trapped in the bunker with the father? I don't get to find out what happens? And, did like, it, it actually closed it out. Thanks well, depending, the, oh, the funny yeah, part is thanks, was, man. I was just about to get to that part. Thanks. Well, the, well, <laughs> there's actually three possible endings in Far Cry Five, but Far Cry New Dawn only deals with that specific ending. You actually had to 
get that ending if you got any of the other two it wouldn't make any sense now i know that companies like activision and ea they get they get hit because they constantly release the same titles over and over again but we see the same thing from ubisoft like hey let's give let's give like south said let's give them the benefit of the doubt and they you know they've proven themselves that maybe a refresh or a delay is not a breather a breather yeah. yeah i'll tell you what they need they need splinter cell they need sam oh, yes. but but why haven't they so they you know either they don't have a good good enough storyline or a game because obviously there's one in development somewhere somewhere they're too busy, in deep, they're too, they're too busy trolling the fans on twitter the about that game, game. My client had pretty much, yeah he pretty much announced that they were making another one but i i think they have a problem with the writing in the game so i think they're looking for like south said story who knows I heard they had yeah, a hard cause, time cause you trying can't to just make throw it anything fit that model of games as a service or being basically trying to figure out how do we fit microtransactions into this game. At least that's what you I can't. yeah. No, 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 not not in a Sam Fisher game. I'm sorry. You, you can't. Well, and that was one of the difficulties they were having in creating the game. At least that's one of the articles I read was they were having difficulties figuring out how they would weave no. microtransactions into the game no, and make them look like they fit. I disagree because the Mercs versus Spies was a, a great starting point, and I think they could do something like that in terms of like microtransactions and, and purchases. But I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe again. I mean, who knows what's what's going on? It's been teased, like they've teased it in recent Assassin's Creed games, and I'm sure other stuff. Like it's just annoying because they keep toying with us. Something seems to be in the works, but. I don't know. Well, as I said, you know, back. somewhere deep down that they're they're working on a game and they're just trying to get the story right or or the you know the right mechanics you know worked out. And I wouldn't be surprised if if they don't announce it in the next you know several months. Now, wasn't there a rumor floating around saying that there was a Splinter Cell game that was years ago already completed and playable, and some people had actually gotten to play it, but they decided to never release it. Uh, it was never. It well, wasn't completed, well, but it was. It was definitely a real game. Mm-hmm. Well, and the same thing with the uh, Rainbow Six. There was the Rainbow Six. Remember, what was it the Patriots or oh, something? Patriots, like that? Yeah, yeah, Rainbow Six. Patriots. Yeah, yeah, and, and th- they, that was almost done, and they they scrapped it for uh, Siege. Yeah, and that's the thing about Siege too. It came out what in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it got and... off to a start too, and then now it just took off. Well, you know, and and but that's that's again, Ubisoft is good at what they do, so they're you know they're not above you know looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, okay, you know what, we need to take a breather and you know go back to the drawing board and get shit right. <clears throat> I'm glad yeah. you brought up Ubisoft and Siege because have you seen the article that Ubisoft is actually suing? Uh, the person that's responsible for creating pretty much most of the cheats and hacks that exist on those on that game, and uh, they they as a result, the guy is actually shut down his website and everything. He was charging people subscription services, so every time Ubisoft would come out with a a way to stop the hack, he would figure a workaround so that way they could get the updated version of the hack. I mean, apparently he made over hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this, and. They finally figured out who he was because he did an interview with BBC over there in Europe, basically exposing who he was. Oh, nice. He, he wow. should have did one of the IB channels, you know. 
as popular as Rainbow Six Siege is, I still I still miss the old Rainbow Six style. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. I, I I couldn't get into Siege whatsoever, and there were so many people on my friends list that love Siege, and I just yeah. I, I was so bored. Like you know, I like I played with Maka. Maka was huge on Siege, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't. I need them to have another Ghost Recon game. You know, just I miss those kinds of like militaristic shooters. And so you don't like the open world. You 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 want the you know the the Ghost focus. Recon, not everything has to be open world. Ghost Recon, the first one or two was always open world, wasn't it? If I remember, no, uh, no, it, it was it was pretty large, linear. Yeah, it was just a large world though. Yeah, yeah, but not everything has to be open world. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mind them experimenting, it, but there seems to be a just, trend these days. Well, it just seems when it comes to, like, Division and, and the new Ghost Recons, they they pretty much seem like the same game, just different mm-hmm. costumes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that it's kind of hard to, to differentiate that as, you know, just a random, you know, player. Mm, yeah. No, well, again, we'll see what happens with uh, Ubisoft. I wish them well, but it is kind of... Interesting that they are delaying these games, and I hope that these games turn out well. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll always be a Ubisoft stand, so you know, I, like I'm, I'm biased when it comes to Ubisoft. So, well, hey, fingers crossed. I'm really keeping an eye on Beyond Good and Evil too. So, fingers crossed that uh, has a release date of some sort. But we're gonna move on, guys. We're heading towards the end of the show, but. It looks like our buddy Mike Yabara has quickly found himself a new home. And a few days ago, it was announced that Yabara will become Blizzard's new executive vice president and general manager. So pretty uh, hefty title there. Good for him. And obviously, Blizzard has not been having a good couple of weeks. It's been kind of a PR nightmare for them, really. Uh, Mike's going to be starting his role on the 4th right after BlizzCon. Guys, what do you think of this? Is this a good fit for Mike? There's there's no doubt in my mind that Mike's going to improve uh, the brand at Blizzard for gamers around the world. That's the, you know, that's bot- the bottom line. Um, well, Mike's before, a gamer. That's why, yeah, first and yeah, foremost, he, he, play, he anybody knows him knows he plays a lot of games, and, and so, he's definitely a PC guy. And he's you a huge fan see, of Diablo too. So, yeah, you can see that passion in his tweet when he said, "You know," and I quote, "We will work with all of our energy to serve gamers with incredible content and experiences." That's what he said. So you can hear it. Uh, you can hear that passion in just a tweet. So I think Blizzard is in great hands. And again, it's a huge loss for Xbox. I'm sorry to it say it is. It uh, is. But but hey, listen, I was I was once told that nobody is irreplaceable. So you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, but I, you know, I, hey, I listen, I, I wish you know I role at Xbox. Anybody, anybody announced that? Like, what would be taking? Who's going to be taking his spot at Xbox? Um, well, wasn't uh, when he no, first got he, heard... when he got his VP. Wasn't he co-VP? So, I mean, he was basically sharing the title with somebody else, right? What I heard is that his title's been split up to three different people. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, his title's getting, you know, uh, moves within three people. What that usually means is that Mike at the time was so good at what he did, he took on more responsibility and more responsibility. And, um, mm, you know... Uh- 
I don't think that's it, but I think what's going to happen is they're going to end up hiring another VP who ste- who steps up to the No, plate. this is what I heard, so it's it's pretty good source, trust me. Yeah. It's splitting his job splitting in three ways. Maybe one day we can um get him on the show and he can tell us what he can tell us or whatever, but mm-hmm. um the fact yeah. is is that there's no there's no replacing Mike. Like I said, I believe two shows ago, when you lose a guy like this, you these guys don't come very so often. And for Blizzard, it's a it's a, a great thing because he's a gamer. And, and they and have they, gamer they, need, they needed a W, man. Yeah. They've been yeah. wrecked with the PR lately. Yeah, you know? they've been getting mm-hmm. killed. Oh man, yeah, they they definitely needed some some good news. And you know, they they definitely with with Mike coming into the picture, it's one of quote unquote us you know, going over there. So that's good, man. And I, I wish nothing but best. I, I shot him a message, just, you know, tell him, hey, man, good luck in your new spot. I hope, you know, nothing but re- hey, success you, for you. Do you think he's going to be streaming like he's been? Like he's been? I, mean, I don't think so. I think he's No, gonna- I, I think right now he, he's definitely going to dive in head first and, and get his get his arms and hands dirty, you know, right. mess with but, you know, because right now Blizzard's kind of in a bad spot. If you know, not just what's been going on the last week, but the last like six months with the layoffs and and stuff like that. So they they've got they got a lot of work ahead of them. And now, first and foremost, they they need to uh, announce another Diablo. I'm just too late. yeah. Ever since BlizzCon, they've been taking a lot of heat. I mean, that last <laughs> the, the, the last the announcement was a Diablo game, but it was a cell phone game, right? It was a, it was a, yeah, it was yeah, a mobile Diablo game. Yeah, and people were upset because yeah. they thought that we were going to get a new Diablo game because there's a lot of Diablo players, you know. Including him. With console, PC, there's a lot of a lot of fans. Yeah. I'm just wanting to propose the question that I've asked a couple people on. Do you think now that Micah Barr is there, is he going to use his connections that he's made over the years in Microsoft to help kind of foster and create some kind of uh, cooperation between Blizzard, Activision, and uh, Microsoft I, Xbox. I thought, I thought the same thing you did. I thought the same thing. Because, you, you know, we all see, yeah. like, Activision is essentially the, the gatekeepers of Call of Duty and also well, anything hmm. that is Blizzard. Well, and now I, Mike well, Abara is there. Is- it's kind of like the big, the big evil. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the evil empire when it comes to like video games. If you notice that, so many people just—I mean, Activision is all about the dollars. So and, I, and, you know, going back to Megatron's favorite Bungie, you know, they—they they couldn't wait to get out of their deal with, with Activision. So you know, they've probably found they, a good guy to help kind of, uh, kind of help stave off some of that stigma that they've created for themselves. But that's only as long as Activision and the powers that be are willing to listen to Mike Ibarra because look at what he can do. That guy is very vocal in the community. He's made really good connections with people in the community. So he could definitely help with that word of mouth of kind of actually fixing the brand. And not to mention, he could also kind of open dialogue with Microsoft and Activision on how to get some of the uh, marketing rights back to some of these games and getting marketing rights for some of the games that Blizzard is already cooking up. Like if they are making Diablo 4, wouldn't it be great if by some chance Microsoft was marketing that game themselves saying, hey, we're going to, you know, play Diablo 4 on on Xbox and PC. Wait. Wait a minute. Haas, a.k.a. OG Neutral Gamer, has... Is this a typo? 
almost 5,000 hours in Diablo 3. I think he's yeah. serious, actually. Oh, dude, he probably sounds like my brother. My brother has done every well, the character game's like five and maxed years out old. every single character. So, yeah. 5,000 hours. That's not bad. Hey, I had uh, 2,000 hours in Destiny. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently uh, with the whole BlizzCon thing, there's been supposed leaks, and they appear to be real. Uh, we might be getting an Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, and Diablo 2 remastered. So that yeah, would be but, pretty but big. But people really – now, uh, what, what was the game that was in uh, Orange Box? What was that? Uh, a half life. Everybody, half life. Everybody wants Portal. the damn half life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Portal to a certain extent, but yeah, half life. <laughs> that's like the you know the 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 golden unicorn. You know what I mean? Like everyone just like they they can't wait to finally hear something about that. And I, and I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Oh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, I would like a Left 4 Dead three personally, and a Portal yeah, three. Yeah, Actually, definitely. a lot of threes going on. That's the thing. Valve can't get to threes for whatever reason. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, Half just like some three. say, Xbox can't get to two. <laughs> oh. 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 I can make that joke. All right, cut him, cut him, cut that's him. it, that's it. <laughs> but He's I'm done. Gone. Off with his head. I'm going to have to put you in the studio, Centurion. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> put him on time hey, I'm only going off of popular word of mouth. I, I played State of Decay, too. There's definitely some twos there, but not as many as people would like. Mm-hmm. Well, we will probably see a three no, with that right. one. Uh, let's call State of Decay 1.5 because that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, for, oh, Tim Dog dropped out. I thought he really clipped me. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, he's just in a state of leaving right now. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We'll tell you what. We'll move on. And let's talk Halloween because Halloween is nearly upon us. And we had already touched on this last week, but some members weren't here. Uh, what games would you recommend to viewers for Halloween? Any good Halloween themed games, for example? Yes. Yes. This is the be- probably the best Halloween game you can ever play. And it's probably one of the best games ever made. And I'm going to have to go with Silent Hill 2. I don't for sure he's going to say Sea of Thieves, but okay. No. Trick or treat. Probably to this day, the scariest game ever made with probably one of the greatest stories in gaming ever. You know, leave your jaw drop to the floor to when once you complete the game. I'm well, what, what was that? Uh, that Silent Hill for the PlayStation. Remember, they had that little demo. What was it uh, that everyone yeah, was going that's on? Where Kojima was involved with uh, Shyamalan. Yeah, Kojima. Yeah. 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 But yeah. but it was a Silent Hill, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it called Silent Hills, actually. Now, uh, are we Hills, allowed to? Yeah. Uh, are we allowed to name events in games that are actually um, supporting Halloween? Yeah, sure. Well, or, well, that I for some reason I play a lot of online games all of a sudden recently. Um, but um, with the ESO, you have the Witches Festival that they do every October and they uh, celebrate Halloween. You even got stuff to kind of get yourself in character in the game. Uh, I've also been playing Overwatch with some of my friends and they're doing a Halloween event. Uh, and uh, it's kind of like the revenge of Dr. Frankenstein, but they kind of like work some of the characters to do this quirky little thing for Halloween, and they have all the Halloween skins, 
And then Destiny 2 is obviously gearing up for the Festival of the Lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually yeah, they, looking they, they always to do some for Halloween. Yeah, Destiny you always know, did. And that's there's also the always the great first player classics like Dead Space. Those games were absolute fun. Scary. Resident Evil. Dead yeah. Space one and two were oh, magical. Oh my god! Hey, Dead Space two when you go into that one spot and all the candles and the dead. Oh my god, that was so yeah. freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, for me, my recommendations because uh, this is uh, something that I personally love scary games and uh, the scarier the better. But the, it was my game of the year in 2016, which is um, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, uh, if you can play that, you can play it in VR too. I heard it's unbelievable in VR. Also, um, I played. I just finished Man of Medan. If you do have a PlayStation Four, even I want to play. It. Yeah, play. I want to play Man, Man of Medan. Sale, actually. Good. Uh, but uh, Until Dawn too um, is a game that I think people should check oh, out. Oh yeah, Oh, absolutely. For actual like Halloween themed uh, games, uh, there's a game by Double Fine, actually. Just a, it's a small <laughs> oh, title. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Uh, yeah, it's a trick or treating game. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Costume Quest, actually, Costume Quest 1 and 2. And they're both pretty interesting. I, I've, uh, I've had a good time with them. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I always called the game uh, Trick or Treat, you know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> it's basically what you do. <laughs> but, hey, you know what's funny? And now I'm, I'm going to say a game, and it's totally not like a horror game per se, but yeah. it freaked me out for some reason. Like, I don't know why. I've never been that scared of a game before. 50 Stamp Blood Payne on the too. <laughs> well, no, Max Payne 2. Max wow, I was gonna better. say Viva Pinata. Uh, I, I hear you. That dream sequence when he's yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, when you're going that, that, you, you hear that you're falling the blood, and oh my god, and you fall, and that blood that when he screams and he's falling. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It scared the it's, it's shit pretty, out of me. Yeah, it's pretty unsettling, especially some of the themes they have in that yeah. particular that particular zone that you're in. It's it's pretty unsettling. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, that bothered me like to my core. You know, because I mean, when you play a horror game, you you kind of anticipate zombies or you know murderers yeah. and this and that. But that was just so like abstract. And I was oh, like, that, what like, the that hell? Game, that game was honestly Max Payne is one of my favorite games. It is free. Oh, yeah. But that sequence too is a very memorable sequence. I remember playing it, and then you would have him, and it, you know. Uh, Max would always be like, you know, like he would talk and he was always like drugged out and he was like, oh, the pain. He took Yeah, he took it to Viking. You know, I mean, I, I wish, you know, some of the stuff that they used to create, you know, with, with a lot of the stuff that goes on today cannot be created Can't today. Can't do it, no. You, you probably could. No. You know I mean, you basically t- took painkillers Every time, and, right. and, and he would, you know, he was like the pain. He was just, it was, yeah. Hey, now it'd be all over the news, like, oh my god, these games are people need to drop the all games. Don't you had to bring that up, damn it. 
All right, time to end the show. <laughs> well, what about uh, even, let's say, thriller games, for example, like Alan Wake. Like, Alan Wake can be yeah. really creepy at times. Oh, yeah. Hellblade <laughs> very scary at certain times. Fish oh, is really absolutely. good in Omega-3s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has anyone here ever played Outlast? Outlast yes. is creepy. Yeah, I, 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 I Go ahead. No, I haven't played it. Hey, played. Layers of Fear, Layers of Fear one and two, both both games are really really good. Part yeah, two is so polished. Oh my god, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, one I'm it. starting to still wanting to check out is Blair Witch. Yeah, I just oh, started. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Matter of fact, I just uh, looked at that. I downloaded, it, but I hadn't uh, started it. I've played and beat it, guys. It's you know I I'm a Blair Witch fan, and it it really does in a lot of. Uh, Parts bring back the nostalgia in a lot of ways to like because uh, it's fan service. Yeah, it does. It does do a lot of fan service, and it feels like a really authentic experience. And there's definitely a lot of creepy moments to say the least, especially towards the end. I won't spoil anything. But... Hey, remember when that movie came out and pe- and I actually thought it was real. Yeah, that for, was weird. For a while. Well, it was unique. Because remember, it was. Well, well, remember it was the early days of the internet, pretty much, and yeah, people, people didn't really know. Right, so you know, you didn't get the spoilers like you, you do now. When, you it know, actually no, also charted out on south. the internet. The movie right. was originally released as yes. like a, as like on the internet as like uh, so because remember back in those days, it was fun to download well, it was, it was illegal music footage. and stuff. Like, yeah, right, and and right. they and they kind of treated it as like something like, dude, I found this th- this movie on the internet. You need to see it. Well, check and then out, it kind of grew into what made it into theaters. Check yeah. this out. Me, and, I remember me and my lady went to go see it in theater and she i, I she got thought, nauseous oh, i no, got nauseous she thought it was real so bad in fact that when she went home at night she was crying i couldn't sleep screaming at night because she thought it was real wow. yeah i thought it was real too it, it, honestly it bothered but it, not just the nauseousness because i did you know the, the camera shaking and everything wow. that oh my god i was like Bleh! you know but I thought it was real. I remember my wife and I, we went to see it and, and we were like, but like we didn't even talk the whole ride home. We we're like, what the hell did we just They watch? They were like That's the shit. birth of a genre of filming that yeah. had never been seen yet. And obviously the only other uh, movie uh, franchise I could think that ever kind of was Super able to do or, or, uh... No, uh, Paranormal Activity. Just oh, that yeah. whole well, idea. Yeah, I remember like, Super and, uh, and, uh, what, what was real. the other one that was like that? Uh, um, the one with the the fake uh, Godzilla. What, what was that? Uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really the found footage. I can't stand. You know what's really scary? <laughs> you know what's really scary? Uh, Bonnie. I mean, that purple freaking dinosaur. I love you. Something wrong with that bird. I, I punched Big Bird right in his face at the place. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you guys bring up Blair Witch. Uh, I had a message from Xbox uh, Game Pass, and they said that since I completed certain quests, mm-hmm. I had a free code waiting for me for the original Blair Witch movie. Nice. Oh, nice. It's a classic. How are they going to make money if you're giving away the movie? <laughs> All right, so, right. so real quick, this, since this is the show right before Halloween anyway, we won't maybe do one before that then. So for me, Resident Evil 7 takes the cake for the yeah. scariest game, period. So what's everyone's scariest movie, like real quick? 
For me, it's going to be the haunting of Emily Rose. Or no, Exorcist. Listen. Oh, yeah. Of course, The Exorcist. But I don't normally get unnerved. I don't, I don't get unnerved with scary movies, okay? But something about – I don't know if it's the music or sound effects, but Conjuring 2 scared the shit out of me. I don't know why, but I when I'm watching it, I get anxious, mm-hmm. and I never get like that during movies, ever. Yeah, but I remember – you had you asked me to cuddle and stuff. I was yeah. like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" Yeah, like I need to cuddle. And the, and the conjuring <laughs> didn't really bother me too much. Hey, you know what really bothered me is that that damn movie Teeth. <laughs> Jacob Platter is a really screwed up. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, not was. not the new one. The the OG from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, the that was OG. Creepy. Yeah, the new one. First yeah. cemetery. When that little kid got yeah, that, oh. that was scary. That was scary. You're right. <laughs> Hey, you know what's funny? Hey, you mentioned that that you know the pet cemetery. Well, when when I was when I was eight years old, my uh, my my apartment burned down, and we and en- we ended up moving Sorry. by Yosemite. So if, if you don't you know California, I live in Southern California. Well, we moved up to the middle of nowhere, up in the mountains, right? And you know my mom was a single mother at the time, and it was it was the three of us: my, my brother, my sister, and I, and my mom. And we moved out to the middle of fucking nowhere, up on this mountain, right? And we're like literally living in like a log cabin. And it, this is a true story, I swear to God. Well, come to find out that the people that lived in our our cabin previous were like devil worshippers. And they had a pet cemetery on the fucking property. Oh, I, I swear God. to God, I wish I made this up. It was a pet cemetery on the property, and we didn't know it was there. It just, you know, us being little kids, we found it. Oh, wow. Well, hopefully. Okay. Okay, hopefully I'm going to go now, okay? Hey, Tim, that tops the haunted hotel you stayed at in LA. So. Oh, <laughs> that, that was a weird place. Man, that was freaking me out. Yeah, that, that was weird. I'll tell you the truth. I, I, um, there was one night I came home from E3, and and the place. What was the the name of the place? Do you remember uh, Megatron? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. um, uh, oh, Jeremy, you know, he picked you up there every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a famous LA hotel, some five star hotel that you spit mad though. On. Well, it wasn't. It was. It was for the nostalgia of it. Um, Basically, Ghostbusters was was filmed there. Oh, Hotel Sedgwick. No, <laughs> well, that was the name in the um, movie. So I might as well just hop in on this. Um, you guys might um, understand what it's like to live in a small town, especially you downer. Do they have street lights in your town? No, they don't. And, and that's where when I was a kid, man, I went to my friend's house. And when you live in a small town, you walk everywhere. And we decided to watch Freddy Krueger or Nightmare oh, on Elm Street, the first one. Oh. And then I, and then I got to walk home in the middle of the night looking for the chick in the body bag being chased by Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. That totally messed me up. But. You guys totally hey. with the whole hotel thing. Um, Dream Warriors was the shit, right? No, Dream Warriors was actually pretty cool. I remember that one. Hey, that um, was badass when they when they actually whooped Freddy's ass. That yeah. that was cool. Now Ugh. with you guys talking about hotels, like out here in Arizona, about an hour and a half, two hours from where I live, there's a place called Jerome. And there's the Jerome Grand Hotel. It's the biggest building in a town of literally a couple hundred people. And it's an old mining town. I mean, literally during the gold rush days, after the gold was found, everybody left and it basically came to a standstill. But in the middle of this town is the Jerome Grand Hotel, which is a converted Civil War hospital. And we all know who, how bad the Civil War got. 
Oh, and on. out here in Arizona, not only was the Civil War, but we also had, you know, like the whole incidences with the Calvary and Native Americans and everything else. So that that hospital is like literally got some very serious, serious like stuff going on inside it. It's true. And get, they let people come why, in there and stay there. I get why you would be scared. But then when you say Jerome. The name throws me off. So I see this dude in a fur coat with a gold suit. Hey, um, is this the brother from the Bronx? Look it up. It's an old mining town. And basically the town was mined so heavily that uh, houses are falling off the side of the mountain because the mining tunnels are giving away. Like well, this. No. The, the, I mean, like literally there's no street light. I mean, stop lamps, uh, you know, stop lights mm. in the town. There's right. mirrors. Stop lamps. Wow. We were in yeah. 1800. Yeah. No, stop dude, lamps. A lot of those mining towns that you would flood back in the day, because what happens is they would sink. If you build on top of them, you try to build yeah. out, they usually just sink so, to the ground. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and the craziest thing the about the mining, you know, they, they the mining companies actually was had they had their own currency. They, you know, they didn't even use you know dollars or anything like that. They, oh yeah. They, they were self-funded and everything else. They they did it all themselves. You can, you so when, when the gold was gone or whatever, whatever mineral was gone, everything dried up. They were, were a so copper mine left. and a gold mine. <laughs> and you can go out there and see the mines. And like there's still the wood structures from the dentist office there. They've turned it into a museum. Mm -hmm. um, there's even what they call a brothel uh, for everybody. Yeah. To, for everybody yeah. <laughs> the bunny yeah. rats. The brothel still has a ghost. name. It's called the House of Joy. Lamar and that was Odom's here right now. <laughs> Lamar Odom is right there. So, He's here right now. Now it's the House of Pain. <laughs> yeah, well, the place the place that I was uh we were in that that I think South was there too was called the Biltmore. Yeah, it's the Biltmore. And so basically they never changed it. And um there is like a lot of stories, but I'll just tell you quickly a quick story. So this is like the third day of E3. Uh Jeremy drops me off. Um, and I'm walking out of the elevator, and there's the stairways. That was a weird thing, like the old stairways, but they're open. Like, there's no door. So I hear a scream uh, when I'm on my third floor, like, a, ah, like a weird scream. <laughs> it was I probably to, me. I said, no. I said to myself, I said, you know what? I don't give a crap. I'm going. I'm going right to my room. I'm not investigating that. And I don't. TV said I'm gonna order me some some in food, and I'm gonna go crash out. Well, no, but like I'm. I don't believe in that stuff. But to be honest, when I heard that, I was like, "There's no way. I'm just. Uh, I don't care. This could be some lady in a in a, in a dress bleeding or something." Hey, bro. <laughs> my mom. My mom brought us up in a church, so I, I believe in spirits and shit. Now, I, I, I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Oh, hey, you know, hey, there's there's haunted this, that, and that." But I, I believe in their spirits. Fuck, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm good. I have I have a little story too. My aunt, uh, she lived in Whittier at the time, and she really? went. Yeah, she went to this retrieval revival. I don't know what you call it, one of those Christian retreats or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, when she's not. Uh, huge spiritually now but back in the day when when uh, this happened she was living obviously with her husband and her children at the time and when she um, woke up one day she seen the actual demons and they were trying to pull her away she said from her actual bed and then she was screaming and the husband was like what's going on what's going on and she's they're taking me they're taking me she woke up and there was bruises all over her her wrist, 
of, of alleged, you know, the alleged demons trying to take her. So, well, hey, do you guys remember the movie The Entity? Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, that old school movie The Entity. Well, that was that was filmed in San Pedro where I live. Damn. So yeah, like I, I can show you the house. They, Jeremy, I can show you the house that that it happened at and everything, bro. Like it, it's a true story. Uh, and now, if you if you guys don't remember what you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, demons were well in the movie, the woman got raped by a demon. Sheesh. Yeah, it, it, it's a crazy movie, but it's it's based off of true story. Man, now, I don't so like I said, I don't know if you believe it or not. But... <laughs> demons and rape and. <laughs> well, we're talking about scary movies, right? Power of Christ compels old, old you. Gold mines and you. No, I, I'm getting scared now. They had a window open. I'm well, in, Invader started off talking about, oh, it's a spooky time. Invader, when this show ends, make sure you edit like certain parts of this stuff out. Because... Can I tell yeah. you a secret, guys? What's up? I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. It's really scary. It started off scary when I was talking about black pussy, but right. <laughs> and then it kind of got weird when we talked about the haunted brothel. <laughs> Jeremy's like, Jeremy's like, oh, I need the number. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> he said, I'll, said, I'll be 450 in that. It's probably I'll, cheaper. I'll say this, though, guys. <laughs> He's talking about my gears pop. I I love scary movies personally. Yeah, I just I just find them interesting and entertaining. Not so much that I'm actually scared. Yeah, me too. But because the subject matter to me is just very, I, I find that scary movies take just have very interesting like storylines. But same with games. Uh, the Exorcist to me, like, yeah, e- even though I, yeah. I I love it, at the same time, like, there's still parts of it where I'm just like freaked out. Not so much because of what I see on screen, but the sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that movie honestly uh, is in the league of its own. I mean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My, my, it always my, will be. My daughter, my daughter, who's 14 years old now, mm-hmm. like I said, do you want to see this scary movie? And she loves scary movies. So I showed her it. And she wasn't, she wasn't like, she was like, yeah, that's pretty scary. She thought The Conjuring, like uh, Jeremy, was much more scarier. But like for me, there's nothing, The Exorcist, forget it. When that whole thing, I read the book, I've seen the movie, and I still get scared. And the um, horror, The Exorcist, um, Emily Rose, all those possession movies scare the hell out of me. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to demons and stuff, that just it's too real to me, you know. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. I mean, Megatron, you beat the shit out of a demon, though. No, I'd probably <laughs> hey, hey, don't forget it, it, it was pretty scary. These, these last two hits that just came out, the newest ones, I the newest one and two, yeah, the newest hit was, was, and I liked it, but three hours for that movie is way too long. I, I, at the end of the movie, I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually kind of the same way with me. Yeah, they could have, but, it, but it's scary. It's the scary parts in it for sure. And the it one was, was I would say better for sure. Mm-hmm. What was that Keanu? It, it one was movie? was really really. Yeah, spooky. it was really spooky. What was that Keanu Reeves movie where he was like a demon or so he was playing like the devil? Like, uh, that was Advocate. No, yeah, I, that was good. That was good. But it was that was scary. Constantine. That was, was Constantine was I I liked. Oh, Constantine was good. Yeah, yeah. they both were good. 
Yeah, good old Kiana. Seen this, uh, uh, Xbox DRM was fucking scary. TV, TV, TV. That's who was asked to go TV, TV, TV. Don Matrick. And the Connect was was really haunted too. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a conjuring. Yeah, somebody dress up as Don Matrick for Halloween. Well, that's a scary sight. Somebody showing up at your door with a connect in hand. Uh, but anyways, guys, uh, it's been a fun time, but the show is now going to be coming to an end. And thanks, everyone, that joined us live, as we greatly appreciate your ongoing support. We certainly love talking games and hanging out with everyone in the chat. And if you enjoyed tonight's show, then definitely share it out. Also, we are on a variety of podcasting services, so definitely check them out in the description down below. Guys, we're going to get out of here, but first, the outros. Jeremy, where can Downer fans follow you at? Only on Twitter. That's about it. Lone, uh, Lone Master Who 07. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to uh, my boss, which who's the happens to be the mayor of Ennis. He actually subscribes to the show and is now, as of Tuesday of this week, an Xbox owner. I think you guys had a large part in that. He was strictly PlayStation, but now he purchased an Xbox. He listens to you guys almost every, you know, obviously every show. But uh, he's a fan now, so. Who is this? Uh, your son? No. What, your son? No, my boss. He's His boss. Yeah! yeah, Jeremy's son's the mayor of uh, Montana. Yeah. Ennis, Ennis. Ennis. He's the mayor of Ennis, not Montana. Ennis. Ennis. Dr. Ennis. Don't touch my penis. We got to get the mayor yeah, on Jeremy's here. We got to get him on. <laughs> oh, the, the banter. I can just imagine it. Uh, all right, Southie, where can uh, Emerald Crew fans follow you at? Well, you can always hit me up on the Twitter sphere. You can get at me at <laughs> Southbound110. Yeah, tweeter, tweeter, tweeter. Uh, yeah, just holler at me. You know what I mean? Say hello. No, you don't got to be shy. I'm, I'm all right. I'm friendly. Yeah. And, uh, I hey, I hope everybody has a nice holiday. Be safe. Get, you know, Enjoy your time with your friends, family, and whatever. And uh, much love from the TXR crew. All right. Now, Tim Dog, where can yeah. the... Uh, where can the ghoulish, the very ghoulish Woo! Xbox ghostly fanatics reach you at? Uh, you can find me. He in said, my car. I'm in a small neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm uh, Twitter every Tuesday. I'm <laughs> Twitter every day. You're Twitter every Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> the X every Tuesday. <laughs> um, every Sunday, I'm, I'm out here. We talk. We sit back. Take a take a drink, relax, until talk to Hey, time. Timmy does sound drunk though. What have you been sipping on, bro? You know, my wife is gone, so I'm actually making a pizza right now. I'm just having fun. All oh, right. Nice. All right. And Mr. Innes, <laughs> 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 
Oh man! All right, guys, you heard it right here. (laughs) You can find Jeremy on the unemployment line. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even have internet. Oh my god! He's, he's on a dial-up right now. Oh, too good. Uh, Megatron, oh, where can everybody follow you? Oh man, I'm always around. I'm on Twitter or whatever. You can Just find them. You what... can find them petting that black pussy. No, stop it. I mean, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, you know, or either you can find me on Gears Pop, or you can find me on Xbox Live. So Twitter is underscore Megatron underscore one nine seven five. And uh, my gamer tag is Megatron One. Hit me up. All right. Well, we gotta start a Patreon for you for your microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh... Feed right. my gears pop addiction. <laughs> you heard it right here, folks. Uh, Centurion, where can everybody follow you? You at? Uh, you can always find me on Xbox Live, Twitter, and YouTube at Centurion1307. And then I always kick it here with you guys on TXR on Sundays. I do Saltiest Gaming Podcast on Thursdays and the Shop Podcast on Saturdays. All right. Fantastic groups. Busy, busy right. man. Yeah, of course. And guys, I'm Invader. You can find me on YouTube, Invader Gaming, and of course on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six. It's been a fantastic show, guys. We ran through all kinds of topics. And again, I hope everyone has a fantastic Halloween. Be safe. Enjoy lots of candy, scary movies, whatever it may be, fun costumes. And yeah, let's uh, you know get some scares on. All right, take it easy, fellas. Yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, see you next Sunday, guys. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. <laughs> <laughs>